Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, so today we're going to talk about freelancing, and we're going to talk about quite possibly the worst piece of advice anybody can give you when it comes to freelancing. And Kate, what is that piece of advice? Just go freelance. Just when in doubt, just just freelance. Just freelance. You'll figure it out. Your your skill it. is a skill that people need, which uh, that part is yes. correct. Your skill is a skill that people need. Uh, but you know what? Just 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 go ahead and and just start freelancing. Uh, this is, in fact, terrible <laughs> advice. I think we've said in a couple earlier episodes that that the piece of advice that makes both Kate and I crazy is leap and the net will appear. Terrible advice. If I'm going to leap, I'm going to make sure that there is a net and maybe a backup net and maybe another backup net for the backup net. Um, the thing about freelancing. I think maybe the first place to start, Kate. The thing about freelancing is that it's not just a matter of, okay, I have a skill. Now I'm now I'm not employed by someone else. I am freelancing. It's not quite true. Here's the thing. First of all, if you haven't yet been paid for it, you're not freelancing. Um, but also freelancing is a skill set aside from copywriting. You know, you, you, if you're one of our students or maybe you're learning, you, you are learning copywriting, you have a copywriting skill set. But freelancing is a whole other set of skills because it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the, I, feel, I guess now I'm dating myself when I say this, but the, the old field of dreams adage, if you build it, they will come, um, Kids, if you haven't seen it, it's a good one. Uh, Kevin Costner, way back before Yellowstone. Um, but it, 
I think that's how a lot of people think of freelancing is, mm-hmm. well, if I just, if I go out there and I become freelance, clients are going to fall into my lap or they're just going to appear. And that's, that's not how it works. Yeah. Or alternatively, you think go freelance. How? That's scary. There's, it's just this wide open world and what structure is there? You know, what, what do I need to know how to do? Um, and to Nikki's point, it's, it's a whole other skill. That's why in the CCA we teach you how to write copy. Yes. But how to find and land clients, how to build your portfolio, all of the things that you need to actually build a business because you can learn how to write copy. Great. But then if your goal is to actually do go freelance or even go in-house at an agency or an in-house agency, just knowing how to write copy on its own isn't going to get you there. It's not going to build the career aspect of it. So Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the big things with freelancing is obviously having a system for finding and landing clients. That's first and foremost. I think a lot of people think, well, I can just go on Upwork, go freelance, go on Upwork, Mm -hmm. go on, go on Fiverr. But as if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that that's not, it's not the advice that we would give. Yeah. The, you know, the, I think a lot of people think, well, Upwork and Fiverr and all those, they're so great because it's this whole big website of if people need copywriting work, they go and they post a job on it. And all I have to do is apply for it. And then I, I get that work. And oh, that does sound so wonderful. If only that's actually how it worked. Um, it, we have talked about this plenty of times before, so I'll go through this relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. But you know, you are, you're spending your time bidding for jobs that you may not get. Um, you also, because there's so many other people on there who are willing to do it for cheap, uh, and maybe they, they can talk a big game, but they're not actually skilled, uh, so they're willing to do it for even cheaper, you have to undercut your rates in order to be competitive. Um, and you're also beholden to when and if people post jobs on the site. You know, when we go freelance, we go freelance because we want to control our time, because we want to control our time and schedule, same thing, but we want to uh, control where we do our work and how we do our work and what clients we do that work with and how much we charge. We want to have control. When we go on a site like Upwork, or I should say when we rely on a site like Upwork, we're completely giving up that control. Whereas our CCA students know that when you are pitching your clients, which yes, when you first do it, I think all of the the students that we've talked to in the podcast will talk about, yes, when you send your first pitch, ooh, it's, it's getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. When you are pitching clients, then you are in control of the opportunities. Whereas sitting on, sitting on Upwork, waiting for jobs to come in and then competing with any number of other people who are likely willing to do it for a lower rate gives up control entirely. Yeah. And on a site like Upwork, you are just become a producer. And so I, I like to, you know, there's a difference between being a producer and being a partner with your clients. And as someone who wants to go freelance, you want to lean into being a partner to your clients. You don't want to be the producer that's just handed projects, doop, 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 pushes them back. There's a lot more to a lot more you have to offer your clients when you take on the partnership role. And frankly, you can charge a lot more because you're adding so much more value. As a partner with your clients, though, too, that means you're when you're thinking strategically about the projects, you 
might, you know, be talking with a client about writing an email and you might realize, okay, this is not the first place to start. They don't, they don't have anyone to send the email to. So how do we, how do we build the email list? So you might come up with a completely different project for your client to work on. And that set of skills is so, so very valuable. Um, but often as a freelancer, you, if you go into this without kind of knowing how to structure your relationship with your clients, what kind of calls do you need to have with them? What do those calls need to entail? What do you, what questions do you need to ask? When do you need to ask them? How do you set up timelines and take control of the project and really act as that partner uh, with your clients? And, but on the other hand, not letting your clients give you work at any time and just saying, feeling like you have to say yes. And so learning how to set those boundaries and set parameters with your clients and being really a professional. I think the level of professionalism as a freelancer that you're not taught. And so if you go into freelancing, just thinking I'm going to do it, sure. Could you maybe figure it out potentially? Yeah, but it might be months, years, quite frankly, of figuring out all of these different nuances and things that you can you can learn and you can be taught before you go out blindly and, and have a lot more success and set yourself up for a lot more success from the get-go versus stumbling through it. And then what often what we see happens is that frustration of, oh, freelancing's freelancing's so hard. Freelancing's risky. There's no consistency in income. Uh, it's so hard I just gave up. Like that's nope, I went back on staff or whatever it is. And so if you hear people talking like that, it's likely because they jumped in of just go for, I'm just going to go freelance. And they didn't have a plan. They didn't have the set of skills that they needed to succeed. It's just like anything, flying a plane, uh, being a post office worker. I'm sure that there's so much training in any career that you don't know about and you mm-hmm. need that training and freelancing is no different. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I, I don't always love leaning on uh, adages, but This one is very true, especially in this scenario. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Jumping into freelancing without having an idea of how you're going to find clients and uh, a schedule of how you're going to be reaching out to them, a schedule of how you're going to work. And I know that it's like, but I'm going to be freelance. It's going to be free and flexible. I will tell you, yes, but but (laughs) as someone who has gone from a full-time job right into freelancing, um, when you have a whole day ahead of you, it's a little bit tricky to then get yourself to sit down and get that work done. Well, you become the project manager and you don't have often an in-house or an agency I love a project manager. They that their whole job is to schedule out and figure out everyone's schedule and hours and how it's all shaking out. You're wearing a lot more hats as a freelancer, which again, fantastic in so so many ways, mm-hmm. but you need to know how to wear those hats then. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think a- another mistake that that people make, and if you're listening to this and thinking, okay, great, I'm hearing all these mistakes. When are you going to tell us how to do it? That is coming, we promise. Um, but I think another mistake that people will make is they have a full-time job and then they have a they have a freelance client and they go, all right, well, this freelance client wants me for like 15, 20 hours a week retainer work. I'm, I'm just going to quit and do that. And Yes, that can be great. But first of all, you should never be relying on one client because mm-hmm. things can change very quickly with uh, with client with strategies, any with yeah. any company, with, with the projects they're working on, with the people that they're working on, with with the company itself. Um, if you are, if your plan is, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit and then I'm gonna work with this company and 20 hours a week and maybe I'll just coast for a little bit because I could probably get by with that, and, you know, and then I'll find some clients. Um, 
can that work? Shh, potentially. Uh, but it's also unnecessarily risky. And I'm not saying that you need to go from 40 hours a week full-time to 40 hours a week freelancing. Not at all saying that. But uh, you want there to be some kind of planned transition instead of it, it, I think kind of what we're saying is is this idea of like okay hold your nose and jump in and it's a really unnecessarily risky way to lead your life to to uh, lead your career and to deal with your finances yeah and we actually have an entire episode on transitioning from full-time work to freelance so we will link to that in the the description but in a nutshell, you know, like we said earlier, build up a safety net, both, you know, a financial safety net first and foremost. So whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, whether it's three months, six months, a year, if you're uber, uber extra careful to have that much savings built up, but you want some sort of financial safety net when you're starting out, just so as you're making that transition, you might not again, go from 40 hours full-time to 40 hours full-time freelance immediately. That's very, very hard to do to build up you know, essentially working 80 hours before you decide to hand in your notice to do 40 hours freelance. So having that little extra cushion can really help. Yeah. Well, and I, there, I think there's some people when, when money starts to dwindle out, dwindle down, they get kind of activated, like, oh mm-hmm. man, I have to take action. And there are also that there are some of us uh, who, when money starts to dwindle, we get paralyzed and we get scared and we go, oh my gosh, I have to go find a full-time job. I the, the panic sets in. So first of all, know who you are. (laughs) Exactly. And, or if you're not sure, take a little bit of time to imagine if your, that account dwindles down, are you the person who's going to go, oh man, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to send 20 pitches tomorrow. And then I'm going to set 20 pitches the day after that. And I'm going to or are you the kind of person who's gonna who's gonna and I'm I'm not I don't say this in a judgmental way it's just it's the way that we are um, or as the money dwindles down you're gonna panic and start applying for jobs at anything that you can get whether it's copywriting or whether it's you know in your old career um, and the reason I suggest that you know that is as Kate was saying you want to have a certain amount of money in the bank if you're the kind of person who's going to tend to to panic and backpedal you might want to have more money. Um, and if you're the, or if you're the kind of person who's galvanized by watching your, your money decrease, um, then maybe you can get by with a little bit less. And again, we're not saying that you're going to get out, uh, you're going to finish your full-time job and then not have any money. That's not at all what we're saying. But again, you want to plan for any and all not any, but um, most potential possibilities. And a potential possibility is you could get out of your full-time job and you could start landing clients left and right. We certainly have students that do that. Um, Stacy, who's who's uh, actually one of our student coaches and one of our, our Next Level Mastermind members, she hit six figures within her first six months uh, or hit that six-figure income level within her first six months of being freelance. So it certainly could happen that you – you pitch and you land stuff like crazy, or it could happen that you get out of your full-time job and maybe, uh, maybe you're kind of leaving some of that behind. I certainly have a little, or had, I should say a little PTSD light from previous jobs. Um, and maybe you need a little time to transition and maybe you need a little time to get your feet under you before you can start pitching consistently. If you think that's going to be you, if you're going to need a little bit of a longer transition, 
then fine, absolutely fine. But make sure that you have that financial base. You're going to you're going to face a problem if you need a little bit of a longer transition, you need a little bit of time and you don't have that time financially in the bank. And quite frankly, this is good advice. Even if you don't plan to leave your full-time job, (laughs) having a financial cushion is just really good general life advice, I feel like, because you never know, as we know with full-time jobs, they can go away in a second too. They're not safe. The There's an illusion of security with a full-time job that you're at this company and you're going to get a consistent paycheck week over week or bi-weekly or whatever they do. But also forgetting that like layoffs happen, recessions happen, and people get, you know, are furloughed or a company merges and a bunch of people are let go or the company just actually closes on tire. There's so many potential things that can happen that we can't plan for. And so what we can plan for though, is having again, that, that cushion, whether you're transitioning freelance or, you know, still staying in your full-time job, but financial mm-hmm. cushion's great. We support a financial cushion. We love, we love a cushion. We love, a cushion. love it. Yes. So, I mean, the, the good news is that, is that being successful as a freelancer is simple. It's actually just, it's a very discreet, set of steps that you have to go through. And our CCA students know, <laughs> they know exactly what those steps are. It's a simple process. And you use that simple process to make as much as you want to. And it, it truly, it's it, sometimes we'll have students come back to us and they're like, well, okay, but what's the what's the new technique with the, no, just keep keep doing it. And then you want to make more, do more of it. And then of course there are things you can upselling clients and, and all of that kind of thing and selling them a bigger projects and, and strategizing that kind of thing. But fundamentally it is a very simple process to build your freelance career into as big of a career as you want. It's simple, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. There has to be, first of all, there, there will be some some effort in writing your pitches, in honing your pitches. Um, I would say the most fun part is looking for looking for clients to pitch. Mm-hmm. That's very fun. But and eventually, um, writing your pitches gets to be fun too. Uh, and doing that research, that there there is some work behind that. If you want a successful career, surprise, there's going to be some work to get you there. But also probably, um, and Kate, if you disagree, let me know, but I, the biggest thing to overcome is our own resistance, mm-hmm. is that, oh, it's uncomfortable to pitch. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I don't. Well, I have this client work, so um, so maybe I'm not going to pitch this week. And you know what? I'm doing this. You know what? I'll put, maybe I can pitch next month. It's as we keep saying, if you're not pitching, you are setting yourself up for an eventual dry spell. It is inevitable. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, it's a simple process, but it's not easy that overcoming your own resistance and getting out of your comfort zone is, I would say, the hardest part of freelancing for many, many people. And it may take you some time to, to get comfortable with getting outside of your comfort zone. And this is hands down the number one thing that people don't prepare for when they say, I'm going to go freelance. They go, all right, well, I've got, you know, I've got, I see the potential, I see the clients out there. Uh, I can do this. I can do this. It's when you're then sitting down at your desk and it sounds so exciting, right? Like I've got my whole day, my whole week, my whole year ahead of me. But then you are facing yourself and you have to get yourself to do the stuff that you know will lead to clients, 
but that might make you a little bit uncomfortable. And this is the this is truly the hard work, quote unquote, of of pitching, of building a freelance business is overcoming the things that that hold you back. Yeah. And the way to overcome it is to do it as many freelance the successful freelancers know and that's it and it does become it becomes easier once you continue to do it and flex that skill but i think that's exactly what it is is it's a complete mindset shift of just going freelance i'm supposed to know how to do this i i no one's known no one's born knowing how to freelance just like no one's known born knowing how to write copy and so i think there's again that that resistance because we're learning a new skill because we're adults doing this and we feel like we should just know how to do things and it becomes uncomfortable when we don't know something that we feel like we should know uh but you should why why should you know it's a skill you don't know how to if you don't know how to speak Japanese, you would take a lot of lessons in how to speak Japanese. You same thing with freelancing. There's there's skills that you need to learn and so once you reframe it like that of okay, this is a skill I am learning. I am learning how to freelance. I'm becoming a freelancer. Then I think that starts to help shift that perspective so that you're not stuck in this well, I'm freelancing and I should just I should just know and I should just be able to do this. It's just it's just like getting a job at, a, at work. I show up and I'm told what to do when it's it's not at all the same thing. And so it takes a level of just persistency of continuing to do the things that you know you need to do to become a freelancer. And that repetition and doing it again and again and again is going to get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the people that say it's risky that that really fail at freelancing only because they stop. They they give up. They say at a certain point, this isn't for me. Um, and don't take into account that it might take a few weeks. You know, we have we have CCA students that get their first client within weeks of of joining the program. Um, and that's fantastic. But again, depending how much time you have to devote to learning these skills, it might take a couple of months. It mm-hmm. your your timeline is really dependent on you. Um, and so it's just being honest about, okay, here are the steps I need to take. Here's the timeline that works for me in committing to it and continuing to do it, even when it gets a little bit frustrating or you get a little bit, you feel uncomfortable, you feel a little bit defensive of like, oh, I, I, I should have known this or I should have known what to do when giving yourself that grace to say, no, I'm, I'm learning how to do this. And this was this, one of the steps on the way to the kind of end goal and I'm going to continue to take the steps. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's it's something new and this is what we always say. It's something new which means that at various points and for various reasons it's going to feel uncomfortable. There will be times if you do want to go full-time freelance, it's likely there will be times when you are looking at your schedule and you're going, "Oh, this project is wrapping up on this date." And oh, this project is wrapping up on this date. Ooh, and that might make you a little uncomfortable. But what that what what should be happening is that you're sending out pitches regularly so that as you get closer to that time, oh, okay, well, I've landed this new client and I've landed this new client. But there is nothing new that you're going to do or nothing that takes you to your next level of success or next level of growth as a person that is going to feel easy or going to feel fun all the time. Um, I can tell you, as someone who owns a business, there's so much that's amazing about it, so much that is fulfilling and so much that is exciting and so much that is challenging and so much that that um, that makes me nervous. And, and 
but the more successful you are, the the more you feel both of those. And that's okay because the the nerves get balanced out with, you know, the the, the nerves about uh, one client get balanced out with the other client who thinks that your work is amazing. But the the key to it all really, like Kate was saying, is the the consistency and the persistence is sticking with it. I think as you were saying, Kate, because we've heard it sometimes from from students who say, "Well, I, you know, I, it just, can't, I don't think I can do this freelance thing. It just, you know, the the client stuff, the clients haven't been coming through, and it's, and when we dig into it, is almost always, if not all of the time, they haven't been pitching, they haven't been finding new clients, and that's how it works. If you're not finding new clients, eventually these projects are going to dry up. You know, we we don't get paid the the exceptional rates that we can we can command for sitting back and waiting for work to come to us. That's just not not how it works. And quite frankly too, there are some people that are that are by their constitutions um maybe a little bit more, I don't want to say built for freelancing, but maybe more amenable to freelancing. And there are some people that that hear all of this and they go, I do not want that at all. But bear in mind that you can also freelance part-time. Freelancing does not have to be an all or nothing situation. So again, just to recap, if you want to freelance, if if you want to give it, and also by the way, it doesn't have to be forever. You can give it a try. And if you don't like it, Fine, go find a full time job. Uh, And I don't mean to say that dismissively because there are plenty of full time jobs. You can find a full time job. Um, But if you want to freelance, give it a try, but go into it with a plan. Go into it knowing all of the things that you need to do in order to be successful. Go into it with a plan for a schedule of how you're going to do these things. What time of the day are you going to be pitching? What time of the day are you going to be working? What days are you going to be doing? You know, having a schedule does not mean it limits your flexibility. It just makes it a little bit easier for you to get stuff done so that stuff doesn't bleed into the time that you wanted to be having fun. But it's all, it is I cannot emphasize enough that if you want to be freelance and if you want to do it full time and if you want to make a really, really good income, it is 100% possible for you. Completely, completely possible. You know, uh, no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody says about, oh, it's hard, it's risky, you will often hear those from people who have no idea what it's like to actually freelance. I can tell you, and Kate can tell you, as people who have very successfully freelance and who coach people every single day who very successfully freelance, it is completely possible for you. However, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It can be simple in terms of following the steps, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. So do what you can now, if this is what you want to do, do what you can now to set up plans to follow the steps that you need to to follow in order to be successful as a freelancer. It's doable. It's very, very doable. Very doable. And it gets easier. Yes. It gets so much easier. Yes. But do not jump without a net. Yes. Or I should just say- Just go freelance. Yes. Go freelance. Freelance freelance is a verb. Let's not freelance. It requires action. That's good. Freelance is a verb. I like that. I was thinking it. I didn't know if it was- I was like, is this just- But it it does, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just- It's not a noun. It's a verb. There's, There's action required with it. There's action required. And when you go freelance, you take on all of the 
you take on the responsibility and you take on the responsibility for finding the opportunity. So just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Okay. So again, totally possible for you, totally doable. CCA students, you know that you have all of the steps in there. And of course, you know, you also have all of the support you need within, on our coaching calls and within uh, within the Facebook group. So any additional questions, absolutely ask there. And we'll link uh, the other episode where we kind of break down a little bit more specifically exactly how to go from full-time to freelance. But it's, again, it's all about having a plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. But if you have a plan and you execute on that plan, oh, my friends, the sky is the limit. Okay. So with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.